What's going on, Patriots? It's so good to be with you again. We took a little while off to start redesigning the set. As you can see behind me, uh, we've done a little work. Uh, absolutely for certain, we've done some work. And um, even more to come. I got some other things that I, I got in the mix coming up. Uh, to talk about some of the upcoming interviews. Uh, we have uh, a situation where I actually ended up getting in contact uh, with a doctor who is an ENT. Now, this doctor has had a lot of experience in the anti-vaccine movement as far as um, actually exposing the damage done by the spike protein um, and actually advocates uh, for... Uh, a way to actually remove the spike protein from your body. And she's given us all that material, and she's going to talk about that in depth. So we can't wait to have her on, and that is coming up very soon after the holiday. Well, I think everybody is expecting a great 4th of July. I saw the poll come out where they were saying uh, people were losing pride in the United States. I say they're talking to the wrong people. <laughs> they're doing their uh, they're doing their polls in a bubble, for absolutely certain. We had uh, a, a group of guys do well. Let's take for instance Tom McDonald, right? These are some of the indicators that I can use to tell you that people are hungry for patriotism. Tom McDonald put out that song "Dirty Money" uh, with John Rich, who's a Christian country singer. And, um, and he's a hip-hop artist, kind of a wild dynamic. But uh, the song went number one. And Tom McDonald did Ghost, uh, which is more of a love song. But being so as he's Tom McDonald, he went number one. Number one on the Billboard charts, number one in iTunes. Uh, and now we got this song, Reclaim the Rainbow. Um let me see if I can play some excerpts from Recla Reclaim the Rainbow. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it here. I know they got it on YouTube, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that YouTube may have taken this video down. And that's that's just the way it is. I mean, that it's YouTube. All right. So these guys put up a video, and it's a Christian rap song called Reclaim the Rainbow. Now, Reclaim the Rainbow is number six in the country right now. Number six on the Billboard charts, everything. Um, and it's just some Christian folks that are uh, trying to save the culture, trying to save values, trying to adhere to a certain set of standards. The ones we were always taught up to believe were right and good, and now we're being told we're bigots for the same standards we were taught. Uh, and have always proven to be good and true for the family and for our communities. So take a listen real quick, and uh, I, I think that you will feel the same way I do about it. Here, we'll do it like this. 
I have it muted. Give me just a second here. Dodgers have reversed course again. The team was criticized for inviting a specific group to Pride Night at Dodger Stadium, then criticized again for uninviting them. A short time ago, the team announced it was re-inviting them. It's written in the first book of Genesis To Satan perverted First of all, the beat is killer. And then when you see what they're doing right there, they're showing you what's happening. We started a team, can't show what that's my team. And for the Lord we sing, what do you mean? They turn the rainbow to sin, but they don't know what it means. It is a promise, it is a pride, God said, but no longer flood the earth. Now it's four abominations, when they put the flags outside your church. Hey, Deuteronomy 22.5, now you got grown men wearing these skirts. L.A. Dodgers mocking God, but soon they'll all be reimbursed. Ooh, yeah, you know what though? Number six in the country. You know why? Because people don't stand for this. The stuff they're shoving down our throats and they're trying to tell us that we're the bigots, we are the uh, 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 marginalized folks, we're the minority, they're wrong. They're wrong by a long shot. So as long as you stand your ground, as long as you hold your position, as long as you hold the line, they can't win. It's impossible for them to win. All you got to do is show up and vote. They can't win, folks. They cannot win. The only thing that you have to do is the one thing that I always say to do at the end of every one of these podcasts. Stop being silent and stand your ground. The silent majority can no longer afford to be the silent majority we have to stand up because changing things back from what they are now to what they were, as far as standards go, that's going to take some intentionality. It's not just going to happen organically. You can't just ignore the things going around you and just hope they fix themselves because they won't. They won't. You have to fight at this point. There is no such thing as neutral and there's no such thing as sideline. You're either helping or you're hurting. Now, I hate to put it on you like that, but that's a, and that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Now, we're going to talk a bit about this guy uh, that I did some research on. His name is Michael, or excuse me, Miles Gwall. And we're going to talk about his connection to Christopher Ray right here in a minute. We'll see you in just a second. So, Patriots, uh, first of all, I want to hurry up and give a shout-out to Bryson Gray, Jimmy Levy, and Shamika Michelle, who actually made that song that I just previewed for you. Go download it on iTunes. Support these people. Support the cause because this is this is what we need to do, folks. We need to support one another. While you're supporting people, go check us out at your one-stop gift shop and also at thepatriotsprayer.com. We can definitely use that support. But the biggest way you can support us, guys, is go ahead and smash that like and that follow and that subscribe button. Tell your friends, for sure. Um, so now, like I said, we're going to get into this story here. And it's uh, something that was very enlightening to me. And so we had to do a little research. Um, and this is what we came up with. And I'm going to break it down for you as best I can. And so it starts like this. Well, we, we all know that the FBI seemingly have been 
getting in the way of us investigating Joe Biden. Well, they're not just ignoring the things uh, that they're being told about the Bidens. They're actively seeking to cover it up. The FBI's cover-up, in a lot of ways, is much worse than the original crime. Much worse. So there is someone named Michael Gwal, and Michael Gwal is being held in prison in New York, and he's most likely the key to this whole thing. He's the number one enemy of China because he speaks out against President Xi Jinping. And Miles Guall got a, a small fraud case against him, right? Now, I looked at the fraud cases extremely weak, extremely weak, especially for someone to be held in prison without bail. You would think he committed murder. But you'll get to understand more about why his sentence, sentence is so harsh, even while being held for a trial and not even bound, been found guilty of anything yet. You'll get, to, you'll get to understand here in just a minute why it is the justice system is being so unfair to this man right now uh, under the circumstances. So we're going to talk a bit about who locked Michael Gual up and why. And this is this is the crux of this story. So do you know who Miles Gual's lawyer was prior to all this happening? Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray. Now Christopher Ray is he's he's representing. Uh, an enemy of China, right? So here, watch the dichotomy, right? Watch the switch up. He's representing one of the number one enemies of Xi Jinping, of China, the guy who speaks out against Xi Jinping's antics. And at the time, Christopher Raw was working, excuse me, uh, Christopher Ray, rather, was working for uh, a, a, a law firm called King and Spalding. Now, this was prior to him being the head of the FBI. He was Ma he was Miles Gual's lawyer, representing him. He's working for King and Spalding, getting getting paid. I might add six point three million dollars a year. When the top two hundred law firms in the U.S. only paid their top paid people was about a million dollars per. So he's getting about six hundred percent more than most anybody else doing the same job that he's doing. And Christopher Ray, uh, you might ask, what was he doing? Exactly, to make this kind of money, to make so much more money than most of all of his counterparts? Well, apparently, he was working for the Chinese Communist Party. You heard it right. So he's representing an enemy of China. He's representing an enemy. And then he goes and he starts representing the enemy himself. And so it goes like this. We know that he worked for uh, them because there were these comments from Nicole Tsai a spokesperson for the federal state of China. Now, Christopher Ray later dropped Miles Wall as his client to go to work for the H&A Group, right? The H&A Group uh, is controlled by a man named Wang Tishan. He's a former vice president of the People's Republic of China's H&A Group. And he had a multi-billion dollar contract with the law firm King and Spalding. And that's why Christopher Ray was making so much damn money. Christopher Ray drops Miles Gaul as a client. He makes millions of dollars through a contract uh, with the Chinese Communist Party. And when he becomes head of the FBI, he arrests Miles Gaul, his former client. I'm going to let that sink in. He's representing Miles Gaul, drops Miles Gaul for the CCP. Now that he's representing the CCP, making millions of dollars, he becomes the head of the FBI and then arrests his former client and holds him in prison without bail. 
now you can start to understand a little bit better why it seems that Christopher Ray has been working so hard to protect Joe Biden. So you may ask yourself, why did he refuse to turn over the FD-1023 to Congress? Why did he redact information on the form? Why did the FBI never follow up on the leads they got in the Biden case? Well, I think it's very possible and highly probable that Christopher Wray might also be committing the same treason your president is currently committing. I do not understand why the Republicans don't realize that in this situation, they hold all of the cards, all of the cards, absolutely 100%. And this could be revealed just by asking a few questions. Let's say like this. Here's what I think Congress should do. They should grab Miles Gual from prison, bring him to Congress, sit him down, and ask him a few questions. Very simple questions. Is there a connection between Joe Biden and the CCP? And the second question is very easily, has Joe Biden committed treason uh, and also in what he might know about Christopher Wray committing treason? These are simple questions. These are simple questions. Now, you might ask yourself why those are such critical questions to ask at this juncture. Well, you need two witnesses to convict for treason. We have Tony Bobulinski. We have Tony Bobulinski. So depending on what Miles Gwall might say and how connected he really is, we may have witness number two. It doesn't get any more explanative than that. When you're watching the head of the FBI duck and dodge questions, uh, disobey subpoenas, it seems like he's not doing his job. It seems like he has an ulterior motive for not doing his job. Yeah, you know why? Because he is also getting paid from the Chinese Communist Party. I wonder if he's still getting paid from the Chinese Communist Party. I wonder if anyone's taking a look at Christopher Ray's finances. And why would you go from representing the man who the Chinese hate and are trying to get to, to representing the Chinese himself, and you weaponize what you knew when you did that as a lawyer, you weaponized everything you knew about your former client against him. So there's an ethics violation, if not anything else. This guy's dirty as the day is long. We've seen him not do his job, not answer questions, not obey subpoenas, duck and dodge every damn uh, pertinent question, any yes or no question asked to him uh, by Jim Jordan and, or anyone else who asked him anything. This, let's not just nail it down to specific people. Um, he, he is a terrible person, as much so as uh, Comey ever was. Um, and these people really need to be looked at. I wonder how far this virus has spread throughout the Federal Bureau of Investigation and how in the hell we go about ever fixing it. it it's, I, I tell you what, we, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. It's just like what happened down in Arizona when Liz Harris had uh, Sandra Breger come in and testify. And she brought all the information, how she got the information, names, dates, documentation, everything. And yet, instead of investigating the information Jacqueline Breger brought to them to show that there was corruption and malfeasance at the at the uh, voting booth, um, the people in power that were being blamed for the corruption got together, Republican and Democrat alike, because they were all in on it. And they voted to expel the person that was trying to expose them. What kind of safety net do you need in place to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen? 
I would think that because Liz Harris didn't actually break the rules of the House, that it wouldn't be enough for them to expel her from her seat. But that's what happens when you rub these powerful people the wrong way. When you get too close to exposing who they really are. You know, that iron curtain, curtain rather gets ever closer. And whenever we start to, you know, get, get at the door of maybe who's behind there. You know, there's always another calamity, other, always another situation, always another something. You know, it, you know, usually Trump gets indicted again. You, you name it. There's a conflict somewhere. There's something going on. A train's crashing. You name it. Food processing plants are blowing up. Uh, the border crisis. You name it. Something happens, and it's always in the middle of these investigations into the Bidens, into a lot of things. Just whatever in the hell would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the socialist Democrats who are even though they use the guise of socialism and Marxism, uh, they also borrow a lot from the tenets of fascism while calling the people on the right fascists. Cancel culture is as fascist as it comes. You know, they, they don't allow open discourse and debate and, and discussion of ideas because they don't want to hear them. Fascism, my friends, it doesn't get any more than that. Fascism. So, if... You want to actually combat this. How do you do it? For those of you who are willing to go out and join organizations and get into the fight and go where the fight is, uh, go. Those of you who can give to other people that are willing to fight, give to them. Absolutely give to them. The Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Ted Cruz's, the Rand Paul's, uh, the John Kennedy's, the Donald Trump's. Donate. It, 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 I understand that it, it, times are hard. It's tough. But can you imagine what four more years of a Democrat party would be in the House, Senate, or Congress, as well as uh, anywhere in the president's office for another four years? We, there would be no, no United States left. This would be gone. It, whatever comes out the other end of that would be maybe a form of or something like that, but they're crushing the soul of what this country is, or they're trying to. But all they're going to get is pushback. All they're going to do is cause a fight. And the problem is once they cause the fight and they're fighting, they're going to call the people who fight against them just because they're supposedly representing the country to which they're beholden. Um, they'll make it seem like the people they're fighting are the enemy when, in fact, they won't be the enemy. They won't be. The enemy occupies the White House right now. I don't have a problem saying that. We have enough evidence that this guy is dirty, but they're going after Donald Trump for documents that he held, that uh, that he was protected for holding because of the PRA. That simple. You may not agree with his tactics. You may not like some of the things that he says. It might rub you the wrong way, uh, but there's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. But ask yourself, why as a senator did uh, Joe Biden have the documents that he had? And why is it that Hillary Clinton didn't get charged for bleach bidding her hard drives and beating up devices with hammers uh, and lying and holding top secret information and classified information uh, all on her server. On her server and personal devices. And then the guy, the IT guys who worked for her somehow or another end up with um, 
they they can't be charged with anything, you know. They have they have complete amnesty. And it, and it seems as though she does too. I remember when they were uh, investigating her and Bill Clinton, his plane pulled up on the tarmac and Lois Lerner got inside that plane and they talked for about a half hour, all while Lois Lerner was investigating, uh, supposedly investigating Hillary Clinton. And when they asked, when they were asked what they were talking about on the tarmac, they simply said their grandchildren. People, they think we're stupid. They treat us like we're stupid. They treat us like they can do anything they want to us, and we will forget over and over and over again. But unfortunately, here's the sad part. The people who vote for them, they do forget because they've got them snowed into hating the people that could help them the most, so much so that they keep on voting for the tyrants that cause the very problems they complain about. It's not getting any better, and it will not get any better until people wake up for real. This is why probably they used or coined the term woke, you know, because they're not. They're not. They call us fascists because they are. They don't like the term individualism. Matter of fact, Marsha, uh, what's her name? <laughs> this lady... Uh, Joe Biden's, uh, one of the guy, uh, girls or women in his cabinet, rather, um, put out one of the most, I mean, bar none, the most, uh, racist, uh, social media post ever, ever. I wonder if her account was banned for it. I wonder if she was, uh, I wonder if her account was taken down or, uh, anything like that. I, I just don't understand how it is the people on the left don't see uh, racism when they do it, right? You know, they make they create racism where there is none uh, for people that are conservative, uh, for people who believe in God, for people who believe in country. They, they absolutely will find racism where there is absolutely no racism. And on their side, they will have someone blatantly say something that's for sure racist. For sure racist. And yet, they don't even see their own racism. I, I, I like that when Candace Owens exposed it well. So as you, I was, as you could probably tell, I was actually hunting around in the background for this article. And uh, here we go. So I'll, I'll show it to you real quick. And oh, here, I wanted to show it with both. Uh, AC program dual code. Okay, so there it is. As you can see in the in the lower left-hand window right there, you'll see Erica Marsh at at Erica Report as her Twitter name. If you just want to go say hi, let her know how much of a grand person she is. She says, today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. Okay, let's see how. Why, why is it an attack on black people? Let's see what she thinks. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. So let me get this straight. If you make it actually about the marks, the grades, the experience, the know-how, the merit of a person, black people don't stack up in your book. And you don't find that racist? Some of the smartest black people I know, some of the smartest people I know are black folk. 
How ignorant of a person to say something like that. Throughout history, we've had so many people contribute to uh, society, the world as a whole, all of which come from the black race. So to be able to sit there and say that in a merit-based system, black people cannot compete is one of the most abhorrent things anyone can say. But now you see who they are, people. Now you see what they actually think of black folks. It's not hard. They snitch right on themselves. If you just listen, they tell you who they are. They tell you who they are. It's not very hard for them to, uh, for you to sit and, and and listen to these guys. And it gets pretty hard to, I, I will be honest with you, uh, in a lot of respects it gets extremely hard to because, you know, you get so angry. You hear You hear the stupidity of the things that they're saying. You hear the racism. You hear the lies. You hear the misinformation, you hear it. And yet, when you hear it, it, it just gets so under your skin that... I um, believe... Oops, excuse me. Uh, it gets so under your skin that you just want to throw something at the TV or just choke something or at least shake the hell out of something. Here's another thing, an another... Oh, God, this, this one right here. Patriots... If this doesn't get under your skin, you don't have skin. I, I need you to see this. This lady, whoever she is, wherever she is, you are despicable. You are a terrible person. And what you're doing is so actually offensive and wrong, I, I can't even put it into words. Into words. Listen to this horrible In the non-binary God, whose pronouns are plural... I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us. All right, I can't listen to that no more. But you get, you get my point. You get my point. This is absolutely despicable. And this is, uh, this is a Lutheran church. Well, guys, I mean, I, I've put a I put a call out to these guys. Uh, I, I I've emailed them for a response. Um, I get no. Matter of fact, the email bounces back off their website. Their info address doesn't even work um, at the Lutheran Church. And um, I, I just don't see how anyone can justify this and call themselves a believer in God. I really don't. It's very sad, but it's indicative of the times that we're living in. It should actually give you a lot of faith. If you're a true believer, uh, I know these times are perilous, but let me tell you something. Everything you're seeing right now is evidence that what God told you is true. It's that simple. So guys, with that, as I say every time, every time, and I'll always continue to say, the silent majority 
You need to stop being silent and stand your ground. See you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.